You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Let's all say, can we give a massive happy birthday to Pastor Jensen Franklin? Wow. We're gonna sing. Thank we'll you sing much. proper in uh, in just a little bit. We'll sing like in the in the session. But we just want to say happy hey, birthday. I expect it. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel on your birthday? How do you feel? If you live this long, it ought to be celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know. Um, I guess that that scripture numbers 91 was the one I thought of this morning when I woke up. Yeah. Said, teach me to number my days. He didn't say name the days. He said number them. Mm. Um, We named God told Adam to name people and name places and name the animals. But when it came to days, he said, you're to number them. Wow. Because everything has a beginning and everything has an end. Mm. And it, at this stage of my life, teach me to number my days means I need to be more selective. I don't have as much time as I used to have. I don't want to get dark, but I don't. I don't have as much energy as I used to have. I don't have as much. I, I feel great. I feel like I, I'm 20 years old, but I don't have as much patience. I don't have, I'm, I'm in a new season. Wow. I, I used to go everywhere and anywhere and just do whatever I could do anywhere I could go. And now I'm, I don't, I, I don't know. It's a different season. It's hard to explain. I think it's something we ought to talk about. Yeah, yeah that's great. Because, you know, when I started out, I was so ambitious. I was 20 years old. I was a, I was a preacher in a, in a denomination and, I was full of wild ambition and vision. I wanted to do something big for God. And um, and it was all about the church. It was all about building a church. Sharice and I evangelized for a little while on the road, and then we took the church free chapel. And, the, um, you know, it... it it was all about the church for so long and the office and the staff. Now, in this season... It's so funny. I don't know how to explain it. I've never talked. I don't know why we're talking about this. I hope I'm not boring. I'm already in. But you're going to go through seasons. My 30s were one thing. My 40s, a whole different world, a whole different mindset. And if you don't learn to change with the seasons, if you don't learn to stop trying to, to be what you were in that season and learn to be what God's calling you to be in this season, you're going to live a frustrated, irritated, agitated life. And this is a season that I'm enjoying, but I'm also, um, I'm also realizing that I need to number my days. I need to be smart. I need to pour into, uh, 
the next generation more than ever before. Yeah. I get more joy out of seeing you win. I, I couldn't always say this. There used to be a time when you would have been my competitor. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a competitor with everybody who was my age wow. and a laborer with nobody. Wow. And now in this stage in my ministry, I had rather see you win than me win. You preach than me preach. You have a larger platform than I have. And I haven't always been, I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. I haven't always been like that. It, so it, it, it was almost an agitation to me yeah. to see somebody doing better than I was doing. Yeah. But now I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's not that I'm not aggressive. Right. Don't lose your aggression. The older That's you get, great. you don't have to lose your aggression. That's beautiful. But stay humble. Yeah. Be aggressive. But stay humble. Yeah. And if you can learn how to balance that. Wow. And then enjoy, though. You know, I guess what I'm trying to say is it took me a long time to get to the place that I got beyond my own insecurities mm. enough to enjoy my life. Jeez. Enjoy who I am, who my family is, who God, what God has given me, my team. Wow. The, the people that he surrounded me with. Right. And not always comparing us to this ministry or that ministry or how, why can't we do what they're doing? And, and that's all great. It's all part of the thing that God kind of prods us with yeah. to dream bigger and to ask for bigger. But at some point, it's wonderful when you hit this season in life where you really are at peace, yeah. um, you know, with, with who you are and what you're called to do. It's unbelievable. Can we just clap for that? I mean, that was, if we came here for that. That was such insight and such wisdom, and I almost got tearful listening to you because I can hear the conviction uh, in your voice. You are, to me, um, I don't say this lightly, but you're, you're a hero in the faith to, I think, so many in the room, and uh, to me in particular, and Thanks. my life has been marked uh, by so many moments with you and listening to you, and I blame you for my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Auckland, New Zealand last week, and this guy's like, you have a bit of a southern accent. And I just immediately, I'm like, Jensen, you know. <laughs> listening to Jensen. I, I don't up. hear that southern accent. <laughs> but it's only when I try and preach like you, which is awful. But um, I, I, I think what's so amazing about you is you have been known as the Prince of Preachers. I've heard people call you that. You're an unbelievable orator of the Word of God. And I always think preaching is thinking. Preaching is preparation. Um, you know, it's that old thought, um, study yourself approved, think yourself clear, pray yourself hot, preach yourself empty. The guy, I, I watch you do that. I've seen you get up. I'll never forget a, a couple of years ago at Hillsong here in L.A., Ben Houston preached a message, and you got up and preached just a thought right off of his thought. And I'm just like, that's how you know that you're so prepared, you're so seasoned, and it comes out of you. It feels like effortless. Talk to me about years of preaching and years of preparation, and what do you think makes a great preacher and even further, a great message? What are you going for? Well, I think you hit it right on the head. It's, when it comes to preaching, one of the keys to it is study. Study the Bible. Study it. Never always be a student of the Bible. Um, here's why. Because John talks about there's an anointing that abides in you, and the anointing which you have received abides in you. So you're anointed. Yep. But when you preach the Word, when you know the Word, when you do 
what you're speaking on and it's, and it's full of the word, there's a double anointing because the word is anointed and then you have your own anointing. And I learned a long time ago that the more I preach the word, the more of whatever you want to call That's it, it's right. the anointing yep. that I feel that if what I'm preaching is just good thoughts and head knowledge and it's all good, but if you can tie that story, that thought, that theme of what you're trying to communicate back and then build it with more and yep. more stories, yep. bring another story in and another story in mm-hmm. from the Bible. That's a double anointing on yep. the Word. The cool thing about pastoring to me, was was uh, it forced me to to study At, when I took over Free Chapel? They had three different services a week, and I did that for about fifteen years. Three sermons a week, oh. and it like to killed me. Yeah. But but the beautiful thing, and I'd say this to all of you communicators, that if you will put in the time up front in your ministry, it will get easier. Yeah. When I first started preaching, it was hell. It was it. I don't know any other way to say it. It was pressure. Yeah, it was in uh, it. Was, of course, all of that is part of God, you know, making you into the person that he's right. calling you to be. But it, it I can remember Saturdays just just wanting to die, you know, just just like I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing. <laughs> Zero. And you couldn't text somebody in those days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. None of my buddies had nothing. <laughs> and so 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 it's like, yeah, you couldn't go on YouTube. No, YouTube. You couldn't. That's none of it. So so it was like. But but in those times, here's what I want to say, that um, if you put the time in up front, there's almost nothing. I, won't, I don't want to sound crazy, but there's almost nothing in the Bible that I haven't touched on in all these years. Wow. And when you have that kind of ability, then it makes sermons much easier to get because you remember, oh, I, you know, when you when you st- when I start pre- thinking about something, I think one point, oh, you know, I preached a sermon on that point, and I'll go back and pull that, and I'll go back and pull, oh, I remember this illustration, I remember this yeah. story. So keep accumulating that. You know, right. David, right. David. we always say David went out and fought Goliath with a slingshot. That's not true. The Bible said he went out with a staff in his hand, a slingshot, and a shepherd's bag. Your Bible said that. A shepherd's bag that had five stones, not one. Wow. In other words, every time he saw a stone that had the potential to help him protect the sheep, he picked it up and put it in the bag. And he said, I may not need it now, but one day, one day, I'll use that. That's a good nugget right there that will slay a giant somewhere. And so what I learned early in ministry, because I was an evangelist and I was single, I didn't get married until I was 25. So when I traveled, I would go to these pastors and I would say, can I go in your office and study? And would it be okay if I go through your books? I learned this lesson real early. And here's what I learned. If they were good preachers, they had already highlighted the books. I didn't even have to read the books. I could just, I'm I'm letting you in on trade secrets right now. But but, but I would take those... uh, Take those amazing one-liners. I yeah. learned the power of one-liner. That's wow. like putting stones in your shepherd's yeah. bag. Yeah, that's great. You know, and 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 I may not need it right now. Wow. 
But and yeah. for me, I have to write stuff down. Mm. If I don't write it down, if I write it down, I got it. Yeah. But if I don't write out my sermons, if I don't write, and I know it's, you know everybody does that, and that's all fine. It's great. I need to write it down. Wow. I, if you saw one of my outlines, it's colored. It's yeah. different ink pens, different colors, circles, wow. exclamation points, stupid marks that mean nothing to nobody. Sometimes drawings that just mean something to me. Yeah. And everybody has to find that. But keep your shepherd's bag full. Keep always that. learning, always studying, always that. listening. Don't be afraid to listen to other people. Use other people's material. Put your spin on it. Do what yeah, you want right. to do with it. But but all you're doing is gathering that information. And, yeah. and, and, and I always love to get around old preachers. One yeah. of the secrets to my ministry has been I have always honored, and I'm not saying this because it's my birthday, <laughs> but, but, but you can ask. You can yeah. check this out. Yeah. But I've always found in every season of my life I would bring in an elderly preacher into wow. my life big wow. time. I would bless him tremendously. Wow. And then I would say back to them, usually they were great communicators, help me preach. Wow. And they would sew back into me outlines and sew back into me illustrations and sew back into me wow. uh, teachings and preachings that they had done. I've done wow. that all my life. Wow. But my last mentor would be T.F. Tenney, who died. He was 84 years old. I don't have words to describe the impact this man had on my life. And he would just pour into my life. He would send me books and stacks of outlines. And it was his joy to do it at wow. that season in his sure. life. And he called me one time and said, you preach my sermon better than I preached it. And he would listen on TV. Wow. He would listen on TV to some of his outlines that he had sent me. Jeez. And it's from generation to generation. Yep. And I have about four guys that I'm doing that with now. Wow. And it's, it's something that God has That's to great. do. Get you some friends, too. Here, If you young preachers, like I came up with, with about four preachers that are still very close in my world. Mm. I don't have a lot of friends, just maybe two or three mm. that, that we talk every week. That's it. Wow. And that's not a bad thing. It's just yeah. how it is. Right. And and you need friends that you don't have to work hard at being friends when you're busy yeah. and in ministry. You, yeah. you ain't got to, you ain't got to, you just, you can just show up and yeah. it is what it is and you right. take off right where you started. Right. But, but here's the point. These guys are preachers. Yeah. I mean, they know the word. And so I'll give an example. One of them's Perry Stone. A lot of people know Perry for prophecy. And but Perry is one of the greatest students of the word. He's wow. brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant on any topic. Wow. He has total recall. And so for 30 years, we'll call each other every week. What are you preaching on this week? Or I'll call Perry and I'll say, Perry, I'm preaching on the blood covenant and I've got this or I've got that, but I don't, what have you got? You got any stories? You got any illustrations? And I've learned if you, especially with old preachers, if you can push their buttons, Ooh. if you can ever learn how yes. to, I learned how to push all these old preachers' buttons. Yes. Wow. And boy, you'll get, Jeez. see, you learn by two, two ways. You learn through mistakes or mentors. <laughs> right. So you choose. Yeah. I'd rather learn through a mentor than keep making mistakes. Yeah, that's great. And and if you learn to push the buttons in those mentors' lives, that's great. Man, you'll get you'll get twenty years of wisdom in yeah. one talk. I love that. Wow. I love that. You know, when I when I think of you, obviously, um, so many messages, so many 
moments under your teaching that have really changed my life and probably so many people that are here. So I think of you as a preacher. That's like one of the first. When I think of you, I think first, amazing hair. Ah. <laughs> what an accent. It's turning gray. <laughs> third, third. I, I think, you know, what a phenomenal preacher. But I also am always so moved and inspired by the life that you live because I can sense your holiness. I can sense that you've really set your life apart so that you could be used by God. I always remember that message you preached with the, with the pizza box. That's one of my favorite. What was the title of that one? Um, I, the pizza box. Sounds good. Vessel. Is a ve- be the vessel. Be the vessel. Be That's the what vessel. it was. It was like three, four summers ago, you were preaching that message. And um, you lived that. You can sense what I appreciate about you is that there's such a weight to your words. That when you're talking, there's they're they're measured, but there's authority behind because of the life that you live. Talk to us about how do we in this culture, in this world, how do what is setting our life apart look like today? Um all right, so let me put it in another way. And this is this is just how God dealt with me about consecration. One time the Lord spoke to me in my heart. And I got to looking at and studying successful ministries when I was just starting out. And I concluded that the greatest need for my ministry would be the favor of God. Wow. That, that when it's all said and done, some can preach better than others and all this, but when you sum it up, why are some blessed? The favor of God. And then the Lord spoke to me in my heart, and he said, personal consecration draws the favor of God. If you want more favor, here's the deal. If you will deepen, God will broaden. Yep. And if you will deepen your consecration and walk with God, yeah. then he will broaden your ministry yeah. into everywhere you're supposed to go and everything you're supposed to do. Sometimes we're trying to grab a microphone when we ought to be trying to grab a shovel. <laughs> and we don't need to go bigger, 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 wider, 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 broader, broader, broader. Sometimes we need to go deeper, yeah, deeper, yeah, deeper. Yeah. So Great. And if you'll go deeper, God will take you broader. Yeah. And I learned that early, and I learned that, um, you know, I don't want to be fake. I just don't want to be fake. I'm I'm at a place in my life now, and I don't want to be I don't want to be super. Um, I don't want to be fake either about the struggles. I, yeah. I I still am tempted. I still struggle. I thought at fifty seven, I'd never be tempted again. I'd never develop and evolve into some holy man of God that never has an argument with his wife or never (laughs) feels like quitting. I sometimes really struggle with just quitting. Wow. I I don't, I don't want to be a downer today, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you that, that it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. And people look at you and they think one thing and they don't know. And that's why if it's not rooted and grounded in Jesus and wow. Jesus alone, come on, you're not going to make it the long haul. There's not a, there's not a, there's not a big enough ministry. I don't care right. if you, I, I thought, you know, when I, when I get 500 people, when, when we were 150 people, when, if I could get to 500 people, wow, 
That feeling will, will make me feel it'll be fulfilled. It wasn't. Yeah. I got to 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. Keep going. It doesn't change whatever big thing you do. If that's your world, the broader is your world and you're not going deeper. It's dangerous to have a growing ministry and a shrinking passion for Jesus. And one of the real signs that you're sick in the natural is when you lose your appetite. Wow. Yeah. And I've learned to watch when I don't want to read the Word anymore. When I don't want to be a worshiper in private anymore. When I don't sit down at my piano like I did Mm. when I first started out in ministry with no crowds and I would sing songs, Andre Crouch back then. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Phil Driscoll. Ooh. And I play piano and sing. And, and some of the greatest times of my life have been just me alone in my house when the family had gone, and I'm just singing and playing and worshiping Jesus. If you don't have those moments all alone, yeah. ministry will leave you empty and dry. Yeah. And, um, and, and so just remember that. Yeah. And you're not weird if you feel like quitting. And you're not, uh, you're not alone if you feel tremendously discouraged at times right. because it's not happening fast enough. And that was the, if I had one thing that I could relive, and you're catching me kind of on a sentimental journey here on my birthday, but, but if I, I wish I would have trusted God more. I, 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 on build, I, I got to get to that building, I got to get that land, I got to get, oh, and I got to do it. And I was so consumed that it really, I, I wish I'd have trusted God because he's, and I feel like telling you that you will have your own building. You will have yes. your own land. Yes. You will possess the land. Thank you so much. You will get that property. I'm not, don't thank me, thank him. I'm not just up here. I'm just telling you, yeah. be at peace. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. Yep. Nothing can stop it. Yep. So you just keep going like God tells you to go mm-hmm. in His timing, yep. and He will bring yeah. it to pass. Yeah. He's faithful. He's faithful. I receive that. Thank you so much. Sorry. I rece- we, need, we need to tell a joke or something. <laughs> no. This is unbelievable. You have far superseded any expectation I have. And thank you for being so uh, heartfelt and vulnerable. And I, I appreciate uh, your let me ask, Let me ask our audience. Yeah. How many of you, and, and I know many are listening online, but how many of you felt like giving up lately? <laughs> now hold it. Hold your hand up. Yeah. There's Rich Jr. on the front row with his hand up. Right. This is this guy. I see him on Instagram all the time. He, if anybody's, if anybody's got a perfect life, it's Rich. And, and right. It's not like that, folks. Right. Yeah. You're gonna have the struggles. Yeah. You're gonna have the, but but victory is when we keep on pressing through yeah. those That's times. That's right. That's right. There are 28 seasons in the book of Ecclesiastes. Wow. He said there's a time to be born, a time to die. Yep. There's a time to yep. weep, a time to yep. laugh. There's a time to gather stones. There's a time to throw stones. Yes. There's time for peace, time for war. There's one season you won't find yep. a time to quit. Yeah. It's never the right time to quit. <laughs> Keep going. That Victory. 
Everything you're believing for is on the other side wow. of not giving up. Come on. Don't give up. I love that. It's true. So true. Okay, I want to talk to you. Uh, we've covered preaching, um, consecration. I appreciate that about you so much. I want to talk about family. And I know that we are catching you on your birthday, but I love that you have a big family. One of my favorite things is that when your girls prank you <laughs> and mess with you, there's no better Instagram than the woman, the one where you came in the room and you thought the kid was all injured. Oh, absolutely. And, and you're freaking out. You're like, oh my gosh. But I love that that call showed me. You call yeah, You're like, oh my <laughs> God. It's the best video on the internet. <laughs> it is. It's, it's unbelievable. It's but funny. it's like, I, I appreciate that you laugh with your kids and I see the way you invest in a Drake. I've known Drake, you know, since he was just young and watch his journey and the way that you really empower him and his his passion is grace, not forcing him to be a preacher, but releasing him in, in who he is and releasing Connor and letting them run so much of the ministry. <laughs> the other day, Connor texts me. She goes, can you, can you do Ford uh, next year, Ford conference? I, I go, this is the daughter texting me. I go, yeah. She goes, great. I needed a white guy. He's like, that's all I am to you? Oh, I'm a white guy. That's it. <laughs> I'm part Mexican. We can play that. But, uh, but, but I love that they have so Two for much. One. Yeah, right. I love that they have so much space and so much room, and I think it speaks to your security. Talk to me about the family dynamic, and, and as much as you'd like, the journey of building a healthy family. Um, well, we... <sighs> It's, it's, it's been the greatest joy of my life is my family. Yeah. Um, we're not a perfect family. <laughs> we, not at all. When you've got four daughters and one son, and Sharice and I have been married 32 years this year. And um, she's the only girl that I've ever known all my life, really, and dated and, and, and been with all my life. And so it's been an amazing time. It's, uh, she's changing. You know, we're talking about seasons, but but she's changed in those seasons. Yeah, it's really been an amazing thing. You better be aware of that. Yeah, that that your pastor, the pastor, you know, and and, and the woman, the woman can certainly be the pastor now too, yeah. and, the, and, yeah. and vice versa. But be aware. I would say to all of the male pastors out there, be aware of. Uh, and I've not always done this well, but be aware of the changes and the seasons that your wife is going through. Because at some point, you know, if it's all about the church, the ministry, the church, the ministry, yeah. they're going to move on. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Right. I don't want them to be bitter. I never wanted my children and my wife to be bitter against the church yeah. because it was always number one. Um, something, I'll just give you this. So some, something happened the other day, um, and somebody said something about one of my kids and on social media and something. And, and the bottom line is this, my, my natural reaction is always to think the church and the ministry and not to come necessarily to the defense of my child, but think the big picture, because that's just the way I think. Yeah. Not that I don't always 
want right. to put my children first. And I guess, I guess it, it reminded me again because Sharice pulled me off to the side and she said, you need this, you need this because I'm always the one that's doing this. Yeah. She said, sometimes you need to stand up for your children right. when they're right. Wow. And sometimes we put everybody and everything ahead of our own family. And if you don't learn to stand up for your own yeah. family and your own right. children right. and your own situations, right. maybe that's not been an issue for you. But for my generation, it probably was. Um, I, I, th I think you just have to work at it. We've had times in our marriage when we needed counseling, probably and, and, and had to go to counseling. There's no shame in that. Right, right. Um, you can be very anointed. You can be very uh, successful and you can find issues that hit your family and hit your life. Mm -hmm. I've had two or three times more than that where I did not know what to do. Mm. I just came to an <laughs> to an end of my answers and what can I do? Mm. I, I can't fix this one. Yeah. And that's when you need to go yes. to other people yes. who've got wisdom and that you can trust and tell them everything yeah. and say, help. Yeah. Help. And, uh, boy, if you've got those kinds of people that you can talk to, talk mm -hmm. to about personal issues, talk to about the seasons, you guys need guys that you can talk to about guy things and mm -hmm. issues and struggles and all of that, mm -hmm. you're, you're a lucky person. So keep your family close. Yeah. Uh, keep them involved. You know, I never yeah. put pressure on any of my kids to be in the ministry, but every one of them, with, Drake is still in school, but but every one of them now are in full-time ministry wow. and that's amazing. That's and, amazing. and I'm thankful and I'm humbled by that. Wow. But, uh, many of the times that we took stands and, and you know, and I, was, I, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act of a parenting and, you know, trying to hold it all together. Mm -hmm. Uh, just be led of the Lord. Yeah. Keep, keep the family in church. Yeah. Um, but, but also be balanced. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know what else to say. No, push, I, a, push another button. I don't know. No, I love it because I feel like, um, you know, when when I I hold you in such high esteem, but you're such a practical family man as well, and you love to have your family around you, and I feel like that continual investment. You don't. I don't sense from you. You stop parenting. You're still parenting. You're right. involved in your kids' life. Right. They're older. They're grown. Right. Your youngest is in college, and you're still a hands-on parent, and that inspires me. And the way that they, the ecosystem of your family, the way that they move around you, even good season to bad season, we we've been there through that. That you're 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 you, you care, and you're so involved, and I appreciate that about you as a family man. I want to talk about and uh, change the lane to staying with a passion for this long. So you start and you're going to some guy's library and you're getting the one-liners and you're getting your bag ready and you're preaching and all of a sudden television comes for you and right. in our cul-de-sac notoriety and you could have easily just started mailing it in years ago. You know, yeah, you could have. But I'm watching you at, you know, I mentioned Forward Conference. You're investing in a, this guy fills an arena with 14,000 young people every summer. That costs a lot of money and a lot of energy and a lot of anointing. And there's no stopping you. 
Like I know that you host a thing in Arizona where you bring your guys together and you're going to Israel and you're, you don't have to be, it's your birthday. You're in LA at the Wiltern Theater. We're in Koreatown right now. And you're, you're, you're preaching. You just no stopping you. How do you keep that passion? What is that drive? What is that? Were you born with that? Is it, is it a king? Like wh- how do you, because I think for me, I'm turning 40 this year. I'm looking at when I'm your age, like, can I go? Can I, can I keep my stride this long? How have you been able to do that? I've had, as I mentioned, mentors. Uh, I th- when I think about uh, going, it, it goes back to now I'm, I'm much more selective. I, I, I do it for friends. That's the only reason I'm here is I love you. I care about you. I don't, I don't care about Anything else except pleasing the Lord, number one, doing what He's graced me and called me to do. Yeah. Because what I do today is is a part is as much a part of my ministry as pastoring mm-hmm. Free Chapel. Wow. I mean, I'm called to do it just when I think that maybe I need to completely pull off the road and just stop and I'll go preach somewhere and it recharges me. Wow. It it. I don't know how to explain it. And you either are graced to do that or you're not. That's right. And if you're graced to do it, you will miss things on the road that you were supposed to pick up, I believe. I believe it. If you don't continue to do it. Yep. But don't that's not out of fear. We don't but it's but it's truly a grace that God gives you. And if He's opened the door, if He's favored your ministry in that way, then you need to do it. Yeah. Because you'll always be very effective at it. Um, but I think I think the thing of longevity is you really do uh, you you really do need people that you can see that have done it. Like for me, Tommy Barnett, yeah, is uh, somebody that I I just look to him. I just look to him. We're, we're very close friends, but we don't talk all the time. But we 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 do when we want to. Yeah. But just to watch his life from afar and see the passion, see the consistency, see the longevity yeah. of who he is and what he's done. And, and, uh, and some, you need somebody you model yourself after. Yeah. And he, he speaks to me yeah. in that way. It's great. And so I'm going to keep going. I, 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 I try. I'll take a break. I'll pull off the road. I'll get exhausted. And I'll say, I'm done. And, I'm, <laughs> and, and I'll get the end. It's hard for me to say no. Right. That's one of the hardest things, the invites, the biggest thing now in my life is saying no to the right, to the, to not the bad thing, but just the thing that I, that I don't feel passionate about. Right. Listen to the passion level in you. And if you don't have passion to do something, it may be God is saying that was good then, but it's not good now. Right. Right. But as long as you have passion to do it, that's God giving you the grace to do it. That's great. I love that. Um, this is my last question. Can we clap, by the way, and just thank Pastor Chad? I love that answer. You don't have the passion to do it. Right away, I thought of something. I don't have the passion to do it. I'm going to quit doing that. Right when you said it, I was like, oh, that thing's done. But um, I, I, um, 
I love well, well, we the reason is though we compare ourselves. That's that's what I yeah. that's what I want to kick in the behind yeah, today. Absolutely. Yeah. That that if you don't watch it, you live your whole stinking life right. trying to keep up with somebody and compare yourself to their thing and how they are doing it. And maybe if you stayed home, if God hasn't graced you to do it, he's gonna bless you yep. with a book right. or right. something that's right. gonna go further than that guy's ever gone. <laughs> so you gotta learn what you right. have been graced to right. do. Yeah. And and do it and stay with the passion that you feel. I love that. That's great. That's so great. Um, I've I've noticed um, you're now in a season where you're bringing pastors around and you're investing in the guys, and there's a lot of leaders uh, in the room. What would you encourage a young leader that wants to be used, wants to do something great? Maybe there's a business leader watching, an entrepreneur, and they're you know they're starting with that just the seed of a dream right now. Right. What would you encourage? What do you encourage young leaders with right now? Well, first of all, love people. Right. If it, whatever it is, is connected to blessing people, God right. can bless it. Yeah. It, it. Joshua said, "As for me and my house, the key to that is this: we, yeah, yeah. will serve the Lord." Right. Ooh. And and I'm gonna tell you when you're really on to something when it's not about me and my, mm. but it's about we. When you, when you begin, if, if what you're giving your life to will manifest love for people. So love people. Secondly, love God. Yeah. Love Him with all of your heart. Yeah. And if, if you will do that, you know, I think that God will bless you. I think God will prosper you. Yeah. I think God will increase you. Um I pray for three things every day of my life. Mm. And and I'm I'm kind of in a different season in that I'm I'm enjoying certain aspects of opportunities one on one with with uh people um that that God's given me that have great influence. Yeah. And I pray for three things every day of my life. I've done this for years and years and years. I pray number one for favor. Mm. Every day, give me favor today. Wow. Some of you will like me and you don't even like me. And it's because I ask God for favor every day of my life. That is great. I've never, I've never, I'm not bragging, but I've never had a building that we couldn't pay for because favor paid for it. Wow. I'll cause men to give into your bosom. If yeah. you please me and you get my favor, uh, he said, he said, I'll cause men Jeez. to give. And I'll cause them. Almost Come sounds on. like they won't want to really do it, but I'll cause them to. Good. That's the favor of God. Number one, the, I pray for the favor of God. Good. Number good. two, I pray for wisdom. Yeah. I'll, I'll, give me the Isaiah. Give me the tongue of the learned. Oh that I will speak a word in season to people. I don't want to just get up and preach something. Give me a word in season. I don't want to just go in and talk to this person. What do they need me to say to them from the Lord today? Yeah. So, so give me wisdom. Give me the favor of God and give me the anointing. Mm-hmm. Because the anointing makes the difference. So what was the question? <laughs> I forgot. I really did. If if you would encourage young leaders with anything. Well, first of all, I want to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm not a grouchy old man looking at the new generation. 
say it, criticize. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I want to be the guy that is your biggest cheerleader that is saying, there's nothing wrong with dreaming big. You're the generation that God has trusted with, yeah. with more. Your generation came up with this concept. I'm holding an iPhone. Today is Apollo 11 yeah. anniversary. There was more technology that put that space rocket on the moon you carried around in your pocket. That's a, that's a fact. There's more technology in this iPhone than it took NASA to get a rocket to the moon, and you carry it. Your generation put it in your pocket. Why would we not believe that you're the greatest generation? Right. That you're going to dream bigger, do more, reach more, invent more. Yeah. And it doesn't stay. I guess what I would say to your generation would be, um, it's okay to get out of the box, but stay in the book. Get out of the box all you want. Don't be my, don't be my generation. Don't yeah. be my style. Don't be yeah. my standards. You don't have, just get out of the box. Whatever yeah. you got to do to reach your culture, love do it. I love that. But don't get out of the book. Ooh. Because if you get out of the book, you're going to get off track. Wow. And the enemy is going to win. So I believe in you. I believe, I'll say this sincerely. When I hear Rich, when I hear you, when I hear others, I mean, I heard a guy the other day at a conference I spoke at. I've never heard of this kid in my life. And I sat there with my mouth open. I'm like, your generation is the greatest generation of communicators the earth has ever had proclaiming the gospel. That's a fact. Many of the preachers in my generation, the generation before, they were good people. They were, they were, they, they said some good things, but they were not the communication level that this generation is on. It's because you're, you've got so much information coming yeah, at yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're the best. Yeah. So why wouldn't we believe right. that you right. can do more than right. any generation has right. ever done in the history of the yeah. world? You are the ones. Yeah. Wow. This is the place, and now is the time. Yeah. Wow. So good. Right? Back. Thank you so much. Unbelievable. Um, I want to uh, say a huge thank you to Cast Media. Cast Media uh, is recording this, and they'll put out uh, the podcast. Can we put our hands together for Cast Media and thank the team that they sent over? We love you guys. I want to thank our sponsor for this lunch, Passionate Pastors. Pastor Obed Martinez is over here. Make some noise for Pastor Obed. Love him so much. Sponsored this lunch. And uh, hey, we just, we love you guys so much. Pastor Jensen, will you pray for us? Pray for everybody that's here. Father, I just pray your hand of favor and anointing and wisdom on every person listening to this today. Yes. I do pray that you would bless them indeed in the superlative. Mm. We're not asking for normal. We're not asking for average. We're asking for the indeed oh, blessing that yes. Jabez asked for. Yeah, thank you. Enlarge their territory. Yes. As they deepen, take them broader yes. than they've yes. further than they've ever been. Yes. Let your hand be on them. Yes. The tender touch of God. Yes, God. I don't ever want to lose the tender touch of God. Let it be on every hearer and keep them from evil. 
Keep them from evil. Keep them by your power. Greater protection Mm. over them, their marriages, and their families. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank Pastor Jensen one more time. Thank you so much.